I love that we start the show with the best award yeah. on the the number we one award the is the worst not the best award. Yeah, and it's, it's unanimous. <laughs> absolutely, don't bury the lead on the quarterback show. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast tag. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. But today, we're not making any money per se. We're setting you up to make money in the future because today is the debut of the sixth ever annual QB list of the West Coast Gamblers. We are taking every quarterback that started a game last football season and ranking them one through 62. The most quarterbacks that we've ever done on this list, 62 players are going to be ranked. Not all of them on this show. Today is for the doldrums. Today is for the USFL. Today is for the players who you will never hear from again. Like, and I went through all six years prior, like the Matt McGloins and the Sean Hills and the Connor Cooks of the world. That is what we're talking about today. But there is still arguments to be had because the three hosts here each were tasked to rank these QBs one through 62 on their own. And then we combine those and mathematically accrued the records that we have right here. And some people place QBs a hell of a lot higher than other people. And there will be arguments to be had. It's honestly my favorite podcast of the year. And it's starting right now. Before we dive in, boys, 62 quarterbacks. It was a big mountain for you all to climb. How did you feel attacking these guys, especially the, the, the drop downs here? How'd you, was it easy for you to place them? Did you have difficulties? What were your insights on this? I think we were talking a little bit in our pre-production uh, Zoom meeting uh, with Dangles. Like I had a revelation about this, guys. Where I can't believe how many very, very average quarterbacks there are in the NFL. It's yep. it, to my count. To my count, I would count seven like elite quarterbacks, and then five in a tier of like really good quarterbacks, like that you would trust. And that's twelve. Yeah. And after my top twelve. I like don't see a lot of like, you know, just awesome, awesome prospects with the exception with the exception. And Tony, we've talked about this too. These rookies are so hard to rate this year because this rookie quarterback class was underwhelmingly uh, underrated compared to their draft status. I would think we'd all agree with that. So how do you draft these rookies first year in? Um, compared to these tenured veterans that are kind of over the hill. It yeah. was very interesting, and uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm excited to get into it's it. It's hard every year. It's like I always kind of try to do it like you would do power rankings, right? Like you find, you figure out who the best is, you figure out who the worst is, you put them on either end of a, a line, right? And then you kind of go from there however you want to map it out, right? But you put them on either end, and then you kind of go from there. Is this guy better than this guy? Is this, and you, you make the most of it. And it's 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 there's a lot of forest to hack through, uh, as you say, Drew, a lot of just very average, and you're splitting hairs at a lot of these positions. But I, I too, had some revelations about a couple of these quarterbacks that, you know, just about how well they perform in backup roles, I think. And and honestly, just, you know, the top 10 was also, is as always, very, very challenging. Mm-hmm. Well, my favorite, my favorite thing, Daniels, too, is he, Tony, obviously, is the, uh, 
has the oh, he has all the power. All the he controls all Again, the power. Exactly. He's seen he has both all of our lists. We don't have. Exactly. We haven't seen his list at all. He knows he, where we ranked everyone. Yeah. He made us. He told us in advance quarterbacks we were going to have to go up and defend. There's no. <laughs> there's no cross examination where we like. We're like, well, what's your list look like? Who should? <laughs> who should he have to defend? So I just think that you and I, we have to sort of be working in tandem here when he's talking out of his ass to be like, Tony, no, and hold his feet to the fire because we have been held to what is, I believe, a much higher standard from the start than Tony Squares has. Well, Dangles, I was going to say, it's like, we're fucking like at the Wizard of Oz, like defend Mike Glennon. Like what? Like what the fuck do I need to defend Mike How? Glennon for? How? Do you, you can't like, defend Mike Glennon. What am Glennon. I talking? Defend Mike Glennon? I can't. Here's I the mean, defense of okay, Mike Glennon. So, He's made more money doing less than anyone ever. Done. Next his, question. His <laughs> neck is longer than my penis. End of story. We're off to a rousing start on the QB list. Uh, on this list, we're giving out the Nathan Peterman Award, given out to the worst quarterback in the league. And later on, we're going to give out, obviously, the top slot that's coming weeks from now. We'll be giving, having these episodes out for the next few weeks. And the first two years, it was Tom Brady, who recently retired. The last three years in a row was Pat Mahomes. Very interesting to see if Pat Mahomes can make it four in a row. He already has the most number one slots ever. But let's start off. Number 62 through 41. And as I said, this award right now is the Nathan Peterman Award because he won this award twice. He was the worst quarterback on these rankings twice. But he was not the first quarterback to win the Nathan Peterman Award. Before it was called the Nathan Peterman Award, that went to none other in 2018, E.J. Manuel. Good for you, EJ. Happy to hear you got that. still playing in 2018? Holy crap. (laughs) Nathan Peterman won the next two awards. Luke Falk came in in 2019 and won there. And then last year's rankings had none other than Kendall Hinton, the only wide receiver to ever win the Nathan Peterman Award. But here we are, number 62 overall. And by golly, just like Nathan Peterman, it was a unanimous decision. All three of us had Jake Fromm as the worst quarterback in the league. Jake, I know you're listening. Uh, uh, I'm proud to give you the award. I hope you're happy about it. The Georgia Bulldogs, they won a national championship, and they won the Nathan Peterman Award. Congratulations. Also, guys, remember, he was the COVID quarantine hero for the Buffalo Bills last year. Remember, he was the guy that stayed off facilities uh, in case they needed an emergency quarterback all last year. And now we know that's the apex of his NFL career. So good, good on Jake. I mean, how do you get past, like, the third and nine jumbo package quarterback sneak was the butt fumble of this year. It was the Colts play that they just were like, what the hell are they lining? It was that play this year, and I don't know how you get over that. So that's, you know, that next question kind of as far as Jake Fromm goes. But glad to hear it was unanimous, and congratulations, Jake Fromm, on the Nathan Peterman Award. <laughs> Jake Fromm was... Take your- I love that we start the show with the best award yeah. on the the number we one award is the worst not the best award. Yeah, and it's, it's unanimous. <laughs> absolutely, don't bury the lead on the quarterback show. It's unanimous, and, and surprisingly, uh, occasionally we have unanimous uh, decisions on this. Even though it's one through sixty-two, Jake Fromm is one of only two quarterbacks this year to be unanimous. So keep your ears out for wow. who the next guy is. But Jake Fromm starts us off number sixty-one. Putting a tough uh, position here on Monday Night Football out of Notre Dame. I don't believe he has a future in the NFL. Mr. Ian Book came in at 61, and we all had him ranked right around there. Some of these guys I'm going to breeze through because it's not, I mean, I don't want to talk about Ian Book, especially if we don't have a lot of discussion on it. So we'll just start off there. 61 Ian Book. 60 is a tie for 59th, but he gets it in number 60 because he had the lowest individual ranking, and that's Tim 
Boyle coming in at number 60. The man he tied with, the reason why he's higher is because Dangles had Sean Mannion higher than Tim Boyle on his personal list. Sean Mannion comes in at number 59. Mr. Brandon Allen is 58. Again, these guys are future USFL stars. No need to talk about them, but the first man I want to pause the podcast for is coming in at 57 overall. He tied that Brandon Allen character but got the 57th position. Because Schaefer the Sharp had Mike Glennon, long neck, long dick Mike Glennon as his 51st best quarterback, while me and Dangles had him 60th overall. Drew, listen. Yes. 51st. Here is, I go. 51st is not. <laughs> Starting off strong. <laughs> listen. Here we go. <laughs> 51st overall is not anything to write home about. But Dangles right. and I clearly saw that uh, Mike Glennon didn't deserve to be in the 50s at all. Why do you have him 51st? Would you want him as your backup in Detroit? Uh, to answer the second part of the question, no. I would absolutely not want him to be my backup in Detroit. Um, the first, the, but your first part of the question, Tony, I'm looking at the guys I have behind him. I think we're pretty much unanimous, if I'm not mistaken, from like 58 to 62 there. Yeah. Kind of all the same guys. Except for Mike Lennon. Well, and I guess the guys I have behind him, the only thing, <laughs> the only thing I will say to defend Mike Glennon is he's got more career starts, maybe just a little more experience yeah. than the guys I have ranked from 52 to 57. He's horrible. Um, I would not want him as a backup on any level, but I will say to justify my uh, uh, decision in ranking him so much higher than Mr. Dangles and Mr. Squares is literally the fu- the guys directly behind him. He just has more starting experience. Fair. That's my defense. Fair. He came in last year's list as a 45th overall quarterback. He ends up on 57th overall. We have a three-way tie, the first ever three-way tie on the West Coast Gamblers. 54, 55, and 56, all tied. 56 is Garrett Gilbert. Congratulations. You were 54th last year, keeping it consistent. 55th is the first man on this list who has been on this list six straight years. Every year we've done this list, Joe Flacco has been a part of it. He was (laughs) 19th and 22nd the first two years. (laughs) He was 52nd last year. He is 55th this year. Again, the second man in that three-way tie. The man who won the three-way tie because Matthew Dang... Oh, no, I'm sorry, because Schaefer the Sharp Crookson had him 52nd overall. Mason Rudolph. Listen... Last year, Ugh. last year we did this list. Dwayne Haskins came in at fifty fifth. Mason Rudolph this year is fifty fourth. Big Ben has retired. Are the Pittsburgh Steelers in trouble or what? Dangles. They may, may very well be. I mean, his lone start this year was that sixteen sixteen tie against your Schaefer, mm. the Sharp Detroit Lions. That's just a that's just a bad omen. But I mean, it's more of the same from Mason Rudolph, right? We've seen this from him in the times that he's started. He's been subpar in every stint that he's had in 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 relief for Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I. I don't know what the what the Steelers are looking. I don't know if that's a place that Aaron Rodgers might want to go or Russell Wilson might want to go if those guys are looking to, to get out right? of there. But they do have to do something at the quarterback position oh, yeah. because the other options, yeah, are, are Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph. And neither of those these guys have given me any indication that they are capable of being a starter, especially in a football crazy town like Pittsburgh, where the Steelers are expected to be competitive every year. They're supposed to own that AFC North. And now they obviously have something to prove with the Bengals being the class of that division and the conference. So, yes, the Steelers are in trouble if they don't figure out their quarterback position post-haste. Drew, if the Steelers don't get an all-star quarterback like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and they're forced to – I mean, they're not going to play Mason Rudolph. I would assume they're going to draft somebody, maybe a Malik Willis or uh, the kid out of Pittsburgh there. Kenny Pickett. 
Do yeah. you think with that strong defense in Pittsburgh, if they improve the offensive line, hand the ball to Najee Harris 700 times on the season, do you think a rookie like that will be able to do what Mac Jones did and take Pittsburgh to the playoffs, or is Pittsburgh really fucked unless they get a, a top 10 guy in there? Man, Tony, I mean, we'll talk about Big Ben, I'm sure, later, but like that Pittsburgh Steelers offense, and I know, I mean, you had the best bet preseason. They somehow, again, this is a team that somehow made the playoffs. Somehow. I mean, talk about a horseshoe deep in the rectum of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They they made the playoffs somehow. Um but I don't see that being a manageable quarterback position where like a Mac Jones could come in and lead that team to success. I do think they need a splash there for expectations. Now, if they draft that rookie like a Pickett or Malik Willis, like you talked about, then I think the expectations have to be tempered. Tomlin has proven over and over that he does get the best out of his players. It is really incredible that somehow uh, in Big Ben and Tomlin's tenure, um, they have not uh, had a losing season. That was my best bet on week 18. They just, yep. they, you know, that was their season. Yep. Um, but I do think that team lacks a lot of offensive firepower. Um, I do think also that, and again, this is, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers would ever go there. I doubt Russell Wilson would ever go there. I do think if those guys come in, absolutely. I think they're a contender because who their quarterback is. Right. But I think if it's a rookie quarterback, these expectations have to be tempered. Mason Rudolph, I mean, I would just be so curious real quick. What is the market on Mason Rudolph? Like if he, like, mm. I, I think his rookie contracts up, like, so if, if his rookie contracts up, like, is he getting calls? Like, is he getting workouts? Like, I'm just so curious because like Dangles referenced that lions game where they tied. I mean, he's so like, I mean, he does the bare minimum at quarterback, and he's been with that organization for, I think, four years. I mean, what yeah. quarterback wouldn't so want to go just, into that? I mean, you have a very, um, uh, with these, uh, aside from the offensive line, a very good situation to walk into. A good young tight end, a good young running back, three pretty competent wide receivers in Juju, Chase Claypool, and Deontay Johnson. I mean, there's a lot to like about that quarterback job in Pittsburgh and a great head coach in Mike Tomlin. If they can get you some protection in there, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I doubt that Aaron Rodgers goes there, and I, I could see Russ. No. I could see Russ maybe being but more does, likely to but go there. there like but does a rookie do it? Does a Kenny Pickett, a Malik Willis? Obviously, Mac Jones did it with the team based around him. I think Pittsburgh's a better team I mean, than what Mac could. Jones they, walked in. They into. love drafting Pittsburgh uh, guys in there. Look at what James Conner did with for them. Obviously, you know they love doing that, and that works out. And people love living there and playing there, and that whole fan base. So, I mean, it could work out. Well, it ain't gonna be Mason. Mason again. Congrats on fifty fourth overall. Number fifty three is a man close to my heart. Mr. P.J. Walker comes in 53rd overall. Now, we differed a little bit on P.J. You guys both had him 55th. I only had him 48th. So I would like some respect here. I I, I came off my P.J. Walker mountain. He clearly showed his stuff. He's 48th to me. He's 53rd on our list. Again, these bottom 50 guys don't have long careers in the NFL unless you're Joe Flacco. Number 52 overall, he was 44th last year, fall of eight spots, and we all had him ranked around here. Nick Mullins. It wasn't too long ago where we all had Nick Mullins as the 31st overall quarterback in the league when he was playing for San Francisco. It shows you if you're in a good offense with a good head coach, you can look like a competent player. 52nd is where he is this year. 51, I think you guys are just being mean, okay? I think you guys are just being mean to me here. Mr. 51 right now is Jordan Love. I had Jordan Love as the 46th-ranked quarterback. Dangles, you had him as 52nd, Drew 50th. Jordan Love comes in at 51. Guys, listen, if Aaron Rodgers leaves and I'm forced to watch 17 games of Jordan Love, 
what's the record, win-loss record the Green Bay Packers are going to have? Am I going to be the Detroit Lions? What's He can't be 51st. 51st? That's really bad. It, it, it's the first digit of where we ranked him in the quarterbacks, uh, the wins that you'll have. That, that, that's the short answer there. I predict Five. a midseason transition to uh, Patriots fandom for you if that if that actually happens. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, look, I, I, I don't begrudge you at all for wanting to have some faith in your guy, the guy that they – did not tell their probably Hall of Fame quarterback that they were going to take uh, as his, you know, assumedly his successor with their first round pick a couple of years ago. So far, what I've seen on the field, you know, has been like a lot of raw, really raw potential that needs to be molded. But he still, you know, has a long way to go. And he's not going to compete with some of these other guys who are more established backups and some of them even starters around this, this, you know, I mean, I had Nick it Foles was, one was, spot above Jordan Love. Nick Foles has a Super Bowl ring. It was Kansas you know? City in Kansas City. And he actually, he covered. Like, Jordan Love covered that game. We almost won that game. Tony? Yeah. The reason I ranked him where I ranked him, he's had a year and a half in that building behind Aaron Rodgers. He gets a start on Sunday night football against uh, a powerhouse in the NFL on, on national TV with really nothing to lose. No one expected much. And to me, it was so evident from this first snap. He's just not even close to being ready for the spotlight under the lights, under the pressure, no progressions. I mean, like you could tell, you could literally tell that LeFleur was like, you know, dumbing it down for him. And, I don't like to see that after a guy that's been there for a year and a half. So that's where I ranked him. I'm looking at his stats, 19 of 34, 190, touchdown, uh, a pick, and a cover, which is the most important. But I think that was solely based on that awesome defense of yours that night. Jordan Love, listen, not close to being ready, and I would flat out be alarmed that a year and a half into his uh, campaign there, he's not even close to being competent. So just just well, a little, little, little yellow light on Jordan Love for now, for now. Jordan, I uh, <laughs> I still believe in you, buddy. I, I had you 46. He comes in at 51st. Dangles, hold your breath because number 50th overall is is something we need to talk about. Uh, as Desi Arnaz used to say, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. Number 50th overall is a man who had the highest difference on this list. The highest individual difference on this list. He he's been playing since 2009. But he's only been on this list once before, and that was back in 2019. He was 50th then, and he is 50th now in 2022. The man's name is Josh Johnson. Shave for the Sharp, you had him your 57th overall quarterback, a.k.a. where Mike Glennon is. Dangles, you had Josh Johnson, and at this point, I believe you confused him with Brad Johnson. You had Josh <laughs> Johnson as the 38th overall quarterback, a.k.a. Yes. one of the top eight backups in the league. What are you? What are you? What are you drinking, Dangles? So how is Josh Johnson the thirty eighth overall quarterback? So yeah, so this was my Mike Glenn in here, you know, <laughs> from Schaefer the from Schaefer the Sharp here. But but as Schaefer the Sharp mentioned, he had a revelation. So did I because I I I went. The reason I ranked him here is because when I first made my list, <laughs> he was down at like I don't know, probably had him at like fifty something like yeah, that. You know what I mean? Be. Like, but then I went and looked back at what he did this year he had two 300 yard games in two starts with two different teams Zach Wilson who I ranked right behind Johnson on my uh, uh personal on my personal list he didn't have a single 300 yard game in 13 starts 
Josh Johnson was so third. So you're telling in, me you in, would rather have uh, in a game, in a game you had to play tomorrow, you'd rather have Josh Johnson quarterbacking your team than Zach Wilson? Yeah, I might. After the way Zach Wilson played this year, I I, I just might. He was third in defensive Who yards. Who did Josh Johnson play for this year? Above, he played <laughs> the Jets, for, and then the he Jets was and the Ravens. Just handed to the Ravens. He was. He's and played he had, for about a billion teams. He has played for a bunch of teams, and I'm honestly surprised with those numbers that he hasn't gotten more opportunities to play football. He went out, with again, with two different offenses, having to learn them quickly and step into backup positions, and he threw for 300 yards. I, that's To me, that's great. I'll take that as a backup in uh, in the NFL. I will absolutely take that. I, I, you know, I, I know it's crazy. He, he was he, he also, fifth in DVOA for, and these are, again, among backups that threw 10 to 199 passes. So you have a wide variance in, like, you know, what you're dealing with, but with two different teams for him to be third in defensive yards above replacement in backup roles. Yeah. He only got two, two starts. I think he played sporadically in other games. He's got some numbers that suggest that maybe he's better than, than his, you know, than, than the opportunities that he's been given. Maybe it's just a situational thing. It hasn't worked out. So I don't know when I went back and looked at what he actually did this year, I was, I was really impressed with his ability to, you know, Tony, Tony, shape of the shop, closing argument. You had Josh Johnson, uh, 19 spots behind dangles, not an argument. Um, I actually took a peek and you know, listen, we do 62 of these things, (laughs) uh, Shoot me if my data and my research is more uh, on the top end of this. I actually went back and did look at uh, the games he played. I will confidently say, Dangles, I got this wrong. I had him 57th. He should at least be in the top 50. Um, so I maybe <laughs> misslotted him seven slots. But, but that's, good on why you. But that's, that's why we do this. That's why we do this. We have three no. of us well, attacking was, it. Hold on, hold on. This... We have three of us attacking it. The numbers come together, and you said he should be in the top 50. I had him 51st. He ends up 50th. We got it right in the end. I just needed Dangle to explain why he had him 38th. Yeah, he threw five touchdowns in those games. They lost, did, did they lose both of those games? Absolutely they did. He was at third string, last chance. I don't think we are going to win, but we need someone with a pulse at quarterback option and he came in and threw for 300 yards with two different teams and two different offenses with two different sets of players that that to me is worth something number 49 on this list is tied with 48th but number 49 he's been on here two years before he was 30th and 33rd he's fallen apart in the Denver Broncos it's about time to move on from Drew Locke Drew three years is usually how long you give a rookie quarterback to see where he is in the NFL do you believe he, uh, Drew Locke gets a chance to start anywhere else in his career? Not not on purpose. Um, <laughs> like it, not on purpose. He has to put up those he, Josh Johnson numbers. This guy, and and I, I kind of bought into the offseason quarterback battle with Teddy uh, as I bet the Broncos over, which Tony reminded the listeners of very much throughout this year, which did not cash. Um, I thought that maybe Teddy, you know, Teddy covers would, 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 uh, push him in practice, make him better. This guy's just not equipped to be an NFL starter. It's so evident. He had a couple of chances there late in the season. I mean, just, 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 just nothing, nothing going on there. No. So, I do think he's young enough and maybe has an arm where this is a guy like I, I, I don't think missing real has a market. I don't think it has any market. If I'm, you know, if I have a practice squad spot and Drew Locke's available, would I bring him in the building? Sure, I might because you know he, I think he might be a good emergency quarterback, but. Holy cow, does this guy suck, and uh, I don't want anything to do with him. Now, he's tied with the man in 48th, but I do want to talk about the man in 47th as well because last year, both of these guys were 37th and 38th. They both fall 10 spots each and remain one on top of the other. Number 48 is Super Bowl champion Nick 
Foles, and number 47 is former MVP Cam Newton. Now, we were all pretty even on our Nick Foles ranking, but Dangles, you had Cam Newton as 44th, etching to the top backup role. I have Cam Newton as low as my 57th best, 52nd best quarterback. I don't believe Cam Newton is an NFL quarterback anymore. Dangles, if your Patriots, again, he already played for your Patriots, but if your Patriots are falling apart and Mac Jones went down, would you want Cam Newton to come in and lead your team as the 44th, your personal 44th? I don't I believe already, he deserves to be in the league. I already know that he's capable of winning seven games in a season where he gets COVID and and is almost, and has them on the cusp of the playoffs. Look, Cam's not good. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I want Cam as my quarterback, but is he, as a former MVP, as someone who's played in a Super Bowl and has big game experience, is he somebody that, you know, if they were looking at some of these other quarterback options or looking at elevating, you know, fucking like Sam Ellinger or Danny Etling or... or, or um, he can't throw a slant his, pass, you know, Dangles. Jared... He can't Stidham. throw a slant pass. Yeah, he's very bad. He's he is he is very bad. But he did come in and help them win that game against uh, 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 the Cardinals uh, with that rushing touchdown uh, and that passing touchdown that he threw <laughs> in, his, in his first game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Superman. Look, I'm they signed him. They signed him up. He came in. He helped him win a football game. Yeah, he was bad. Um, but we had him. I had him three spots higher than he he ultimately ended up. Um, did he probably deserve to be lower potentially? But um, hey, look again. He won seven games and had COVID with the Patriots, and they got them to the playoffs. So I mean, forty seventh on the list, Drew. Well, let me be clear. I guess I came one under slot on him, and looking at this list, I'm embarrassed that I have him as high as I do. Um, I will say, his athletic ability, even at his age, gives him a leg up from guys like Drew Locke or uh, Mike Glennon or Mason Rudolph, who I have ranked below him, because he can still run the ball. He's still 6'5", 245. Right. Um, and I do think there is still a position or a like a little like wrinkle role in the NFL for him based on his athleticism. Um, he's a horrific, horrific quarterback. <laughs> End of story. Let's move on. Uh, the man coming in at 46 is the man formerly known as El Norte Blanco, Mr. Mike White himself. We did differ a little bit. I had him a little bit lower at 50. Shea for the Sharp had him a little bit higher at 42. He ends up right where, uh, almost right where Dangles had him, 46 overall. Number 45, though, I do want to talk about. This man came in this year, and uh, he went 0-4. But in my eyes, I thought he played a lot better than his 0-4 record. I had him pretty much right here, 44th overall. He comes in 45th. Schaefer the Sharp, you had this man 49th. Dangles, you had this man as one of your top eight backups in the lead, 37th overall. I would like you two to argue and realize who's right, Dangles or Schaefer the Sharp. Is Trevor Simeon a quality top eight backup, or is Trevor Simeon, should, be he, should he be out of the league? Schaefer the Sharp, I'll let you go first. Okay, um, Trevor Simeon with the Saints uh, this year. I believe the Saints as we saw with Jameis, who was good, and Taysom Hill, who was Taysom Hill. I think the Saints this year were a product of their defense. And this guy who's been around the league, I think he was drafted, I think I read, seventh round in 2015, okay? Um, I would put him, where do I have him personally? Okay, 49th. I think he's, I think he's a backup quarterback in the NFL. I, 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 think, I think he obviously deserves to be in that top, you know, 64 or like, how, like 
a, a top 64 quarterback in the NFL, which there's only 62 that started. He's a backup quarterback. He's a middle-tier backup quarterback. I guess that's where I ranked him. I don't have much defense, Dangles. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Dangles, uh, you he, had him. He's a, middle tier, he's a middle-tier backup Dangles, quarterback. Dangles, you had he's him. He's a middle-tier backup quarterback. Dangles, you had him five tiers off of a starting quarterback, 37th overall, 12 spots ahead of where Drew had him. What's your defense for Trevor Simeon, top backup in the league? Well, let's start with the stat that I found notable. His PFF passer grade was 25th overall out of 38 guys that qualified for that minimum. That's a better grade than Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Taylor Heineke, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Big Ben, Zach Wilson. That just thought that was interesting. I was looking around at some of those. I was like, oh, interesting. Here's Trevor Simeon. Then I went and looked at his actual starts. He went 0-4, as you mentioned, Tony Squares. Let's get that out of the way uh, to start off with. First loss was a game against Atlanta. Simeon drives them 43 yards downfield for a touchdown to take the lead by one with a minute left. Yes, it was only 43 yards. He got a good punt return from his his special teams. But he takes them down the field. They get the lead with a minute left. He goes for two. They go for two to try and extend the lead to three. But they fail because they called a run instead of passing it. Let's rather put it in Simeon's hands than Kamara's. Sure. Okay, fair. But that's exactly what the Falcons would think they'd do. Anyway, moving on. The defense lets Atlanta get into field goal range. Young Way Koo hits the field goal for the win, 27-25. The second game was a 23-21 loss to Tennessee after Simeon drove them 71 yards downfield for a touchdown to make it 23-21. And then they had another failed two-point conversion. This time they did try to pass it, though. No Kamara in that game. Next was a 40-29 beating by Philly where he only threw for three touchdowns. He did throw up for two picks, one of which was a pick six, and he ran one in from 17 yards out. Single-handedly kept them in that game despite the fact that he made mistakes. Again, no Alvin Kamara in that game while Jalen Hurts ran roughshod for three touchdowns over a New Orleans defense that finished the season first overall in rush DVOA. Bad game for them. Last game was the Thanksgiving nightcap, 31-6 blowout against the Buffalo Bills where Josh Mm. Allen threw for four touchdowns. They didn't have Alvin Kamara and they just ran into the buzzsaw that is the Bills defense that would have been a they had 190 yards a total offense that game that Mm. game would have been a tall order for any quarterback going in much less uh, Trevor Simeon I you know I I think two you know he's got two seasons in Denver as the team's primary quarterback he was never below 500 in that time he gives you the chance to win and he might even help you get there himself he gave his team a chance to win in three of those four games that I just talked about and in two of those three games were against playoff teams, eventual playoff teams, three of four if we're looking at all of his starts. So I think that's a good argument for Trevor Simeon being among the top five backups in the NFL. He's a guy, again, who can give you a chance to win and might even help you win too. He made the case. Uh, I'm leaning Dangles' side now. Trevor Simeon ends Dangles up 45th. Dangles 100% wins that argument. It's, it's, it's a knockout. It's a KO in the first round based on that argument. I, 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 I backtracked a little bit here. I will say, again, wins and losses mean something, though, Dangs. And this guy it was, was a goose egg. But, again. They do. They do. It's hard to I, look over, I'll though, think on first class guys I have ahead of them. I'll give Trevor. I'll move him up. <laughs> five slots. Five slots. Top 45. He's yeah, a top he, he, Trevor Simeon was one spot ahead of Josh Johnson in the God tier backup range, but he came in 45th on this list overall. Number 44. Listen, this part of this episode usually brings people down. This episode usually sees people fall. There's not a lot of people that make improvements. There's not a lot of people that have long careers in this episode. But this man deserves some applause. He was on this list for the first two years we did. It came in 54th both times. Didn't have a start the last three years. And came in this year and kept a team that was falling apart and actually made them relevant once again. Geno Smith comes in 44th overall. Listen, 
I, I'm, I'm fine with this ranking. We all had him around here. Good for Gino. Good for Gino. I was honestly worried sending my list to you. I was like, I'm gonna get fucking killed on this. I was so ready to defend Gino Good Smith. For Gino. Like, and then you know, not a single. I was like, oh, okay, and that's great to hear. I think he had what a what a, a lovely little comeback for this guy who was just also left to boys. Die in New York. Uh, he was responsible for one of the best sound bites of the West Coast Gambler seasons when I had the Seahawks best bet on Sunday Night Football plus th- plus six. They were six point home dogs against the saints and Gino Smith delivered. And I said, it's not delivery. It's to Gino. Welcome to the top Thank 45. You, Gino. Number 43 and number 42. were tied on this list. Again, we're only going to 41 here. Number 43. Uh, he was on this list three years prior. He was never lower than 29. Number 43 this year. He kind of showed who he was, even though he won his first three games of the season. Number 43 overall is my man, Sam Darnold. Hey man, you didn't first episode first episode i want to take i want to take a moment here i want to take a moment here because i've been waiting for this for a long time because tony squares a long time ago <laughs> earlier this season i went back and i listened to our quarterback show from last year and i want to read you what you said about no, Sam Darnold, don't. just so that we can look at it now through the lens, the lens of what we know and what I said, and I think what you as well, Schaefer the Sharp, said about Sam Darnold. This is a quote. Dangles, I don't know what you were doing here because this man has been on the list three times, started off 20 his rookie season, number 23 last year. He falls to 29 this year because he may be playing for the worst team in the NFL. He may have played for the worst coach, Adam Gase, at the time in all of the NFL. But Dangles, there is no chance in hell that Sam Darnold is the 38th worst quarterback in the league, which is where you had him. I had him at 24th. I don't think you should break the bank on Sam Darnold, but he is a guy looking to be moved but he is better than Taysom Hill. He just uh, he's is. Not than Taysom he's not better than Taysom Hill. He's not better than Taysom Hill. He comes in 43rd <laughs> on this list, and frankly, I'm, uh, I've am i sold all my Sam Darnold stock <laughs> at heavy losses. That's the end of Sam Darnold. No, oh, hold on, Good. Drew. Uh, he comes in tied for 42nd <laughs> overall uh, with Jacoby Brissett, who on this list also was 24th, 27th, and 36th before. He's been playing for a while. I think he's a little bit low here. Drew, you have him 44th. I have Jacoby on tomorrow's episode, 37th overall. I like Jacoby uh, Brissett more than most, but shape of the sharp. Anything to say for Sam I am, Darnold, and Jacoby Brissett before we get to the last player of today's list? Yeah, so for Darnold, I, I thought the most telling thing about Darnold's season was when they asked Rule uh, in a press conference late in the season why uh, they picked up his rookie year, fifth-year extension before the season started. Um, why would they do that and not just have him play this year and then they have that option to renegotiate his contract? And Rule literally said at the press conference, uh, he like started and he was like, uh, I don't make those decisions. <laughs> like he literally didn't take ownership. The fact that they picked up, they're stuck with him for this year. So And they paid a it, lot I in mean, draft they, capital they, for him. Oh my God, what a disaster. And, and that's the thing we talked about Rule in our in our um, postseason shows. Like he needs to figure it out. They need to find a quarterback Clearly, Darnold was not the answer. And Brissett, I don't have much on him, Tony. He's just, I mean, very, 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 very average backup quarterback in the league. I think I have him where he should be, honestly. I, I mean, I, I think he's a, he's a good backup. I don't think he's an average backup. I'd be, no, I'd be, he's not good. I'd be A-OK with him as my backup. But number 41 overall is another guy who came in as a backup and went 2-1, and 2-1 and one in his three games. 
He's been on this list three years in a row, 47th, 50th, and 47th. He came in this year, rose to 41st because you guys have him as one of the top backups in the league. Dangles had him 36. I had him as low as 47th. I still, I know he went 2-1. I know he almost cost me my Arizona Cardinals win total. I don't care. Colt McCoy does not deserve to be 41st on this list. End all be all. What? End all be all. What are you talking about? Did you watch him play this year? I watched all him play. Did. I was going to say, I thought he played pretty admirably against, uh, who were his losses? They had a Seahawks, the win against I would, the Seahawks. I would, He's an absolutely a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now. I top w- 10 quarterback, or sorry, top 10 backup quarterback. I would rather have Geno Smith. I would rather have Trevor Simeon. I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett. I'd rather have Sam Darnold. I don't believe in Colt McCoy. You guys do. That's why he's coming in on 41st overall. But that's it for the first episode of the West Coast Gamblers QB rankings of 2022. A very aggressive episode. And hey, let me tell you, a little nugget, a little cliffhanger. The first guy coming on next week's episode or next later on this week's, whenever we release uh, the top tier backups, 40 through 33, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a fist fight over Zoom about it because 17 spots of difference is on this quarterback. That's coming up next, but thank you for listening. As always, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Shape of the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Kirkson, my name is Tony Cavallo. We are the West Coast Gamblers, the only gambling show that makes you money, the only podcast that makes you money. Thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access.